Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Starting Small Music Podcast. I'm your host, Justin McCormick, and today we have a very special guest. We have drummer for Ernest and hit songwriter for Big Loud, Grady Block. Growing up in a house full of music alongside his brother Rocky and the son of famous radio host Billy Block, Grady's played drums his whole life. And now on the road with Ernest, he still finds time to not only drum, but write hit songs such as Broadway Girls from Morgan Wallen and producing Five Drinks Ago for Nelly. I had an awesome time talking to Grady, and I know you guys are going to learn a lot in this episode. I hope you guys enjoy, and we'll see you at the end. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Starting Small Music Podcast. Today we have drummer and songwriter Grady Block. Grady, how you doing today? I'm so good. So, ba- so glad to be here. Awesome, man. So uh, normally we get uh, starting in your childhood, and we're going to get into that in a second. But uh, my first question I want to ask you is uh, around Nashville and on social media, you go by the name Dirty. How did that happen? Uh, okay, that's that's a funny one. Um, so I grew up growing up in Nashville. We um, we went to public school in Green Hills, uh, JT Moore and in Hillsboro and stuff. And these are like just it's it was it was super fun. And I was the younger brother, so, like, Rocky had a bunch of his friends. They played football. Like, there were a lot of people in and out of the house. And um, our buddy, Marty, uh, his Instagram handle at one point was, like, dirty underscore 615. And this is, like, 2000, like, 11 or 12 or something, like, you know, early on. And uh, I guess also another buddy of ours who's a, a coach at the, the high school we all went to, Logan, um, he he was also I guess he was the first dirty six one five really so it was my it was my finsta when that was a thing when I was like a sophomore in high school so it was really my finsta name and uh, it derived from some of like my older brother's friends and uh, yeah it Rocky kind of like leaked that information <laughs> to everybody and so I just I figured that I'd just change my my real one to uh, Dirty 615. So that's kind of how it, the, the evolution um, behind that kind of came about. Now, is, is the legal name change coming soon? I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> I might, if I do, it'll be like Dirtimus Maximus or something like that. <laughs> that's um, awesome, man. Yeah, so, uh, that's, that's, that's kind of where it comes from. So like I said, uh, you grew up in Nashville. Uh, what are some of your favorite memories from your childhood growing up there? Oh, man. I mean, there's a ton. Just... Um, growing up around really good players and just different, just different people that uh, I've seen come up kind of through the ranks and are now like super prominent guys in Nashville. It's um, it was really cool to see early on that like you can do it. People can do it that are like likely or unlikely. So um, that was definitely super fun to kind of see um, a lot of just cool, really cool musicians that I still look up to to this day. I got to see how they did their thing. And um, I think that helps shape kind of uh, the player that I am for sure. Um, but also just being, yeah, just being exposed to it all was really crazy. Um, for sure. Yeah. Your dad, obviously, huge radio personality. You were probably around a lot of uh, really talented players growing up. How do you think that really made you want to get into music at an early age? Um, I, well, you know, I, I don't think it wasn't really forced upon me. I, I don't know if Rocky, you know, would tell you the same, but for me, I had a like very natural, uh, and I know Rocky did too, but mine was very like, I was crawling down the stairs backward as a baby to like get to the drums in the basement to just like kind of hit on them and stuff. So mm-hmm. that was kind of like, 
my introduction into it. I just, it was around and I just sit on there and like bang and kind of like hum and sing. And, um, that's kind of where it all, it all started. But, uh, yeah, that was kind of my, my introduction to it. You know, Rocky actually gave you props. He said that you were so good at drumming that he quit and had to just learn something else. Cause he learned uh, everything else. And that's, <laughs> uh, and that's why Rocky's so, I'd like to take credit for that. That's why Rocky's so good is because uh, I was better than him. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, he's, he's, I mean, he's, he's such a talented guy. And um, yeah, he, he became really well-rounded uh, after we kind of we just like decided. We did a family band uh, with my dad and my mom. And um, it, was, uh, it was really fun. My dad played bass and he hated it. And, uh, you know, I'd make a, I'd do a fill and he just kind of look at me it was but I learned a lot you know he always go if I did a feel he'd go look at me 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 and I was like so I try to keep it pretty meat and potatoes with with my style now uh for sure <laughs> yeah now uh, you guys did some touring right like uh kind of even like around the world uh yeah we did we we went to the Bahamas I think we put on the word people were complaining about how bad it was uh at the pool for sure like it was it was it was fun though we um can't remember where else we we've done some wild stuff back in the day for sure it's funny that you played in the bahamas uh now since you played for Ernest. i know that he the the islands are a big part of his career as well yes yeah 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 and uh we we've we've done some stuff um just we my family spent a lot of time in the islands we went on this like music cruise and stuff and my mom loves the beach. She'd keep, I'm, I'm, I'm from Tennessee. Like I'm fair skinned. If I'm on the beach for too long, bad news. You know what I mean? So she'll keep me out there till I'm a, like a lobster and uh, yeah, it would, it would be bad, but the islands is uh it's definitely a big influence on Ern's stuff and um, his time spent down there. There's, it's pretty cool. I ho- hope we get the invite down there one day once it's uh, all s- sorted out. For sure. Now, not only being around uh, a lot of very talented musicians, do you remember, like, is there a specific record or artist that you listened to that really, like, got you into music at a young age? Um, I'd say, like, my first, like, big one was probably, like, John Cleary in the, like, some New Orleans soul stuff. Um, Fountains of Wayne, that, like, the record that Stacy's mom is on, top to bottom, favorite of mine um that that and like just the classic rock stuff zz top just the stuff you'd like def leppard stuff you listen to in the car with your parents for sure yeah that was definitely the the what i gravitated towards i guess now uh growing up in the 90s were you influenced at all like uh by the hip-hop that was going on there i know that a lot of the stuff you write now is some country hip-hop crossovers no i mean honestly i mean i'm i'm like a i'm a 90s baby i'm a 90s baby by i guess just what it is but i'm like a 99 so like i i really didn't i had some friends around me kind of going into like eighth and ninth grade that really uh got me into it honestly I didn't love rap. Like I, I loved and like John Mayer and like Dawes and stuff like that. Like that's what I listened to. But like once I opened up to it, it was like a Pandora's box. And this was like right when Future's doing his best work, Drake's putting out insane work. Like I guess Kendrick had already put out great stuff but was still putting out great stuff. So like I feel like I got into it right when I needed to in order to like 
understand the era of like rap that I think that we kind of just went through. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's still like evolving for sure. But I don't think like my favorites are as good as they are. Like I'm not as like intrigued to hear Future's new record. You know what I mean? Totally. As I was in 2016 or 17. Yeah. But, so you, you know, totally. So you've been drumming your whole life. When did you start uh, deciding like, uh, I want to write some songs too? Um, I think um, being a drummer growing up and uh, my dad being a drummer and my dad was a like a hustler. And uh, I think that they just kind of were like, yo, write songs. Like the money's writing songs. And so I, I, I thought that I would just try to be the best at what I was already good at. I don't, I'm not great at trying new things. I like to be good at things before I'm like, it's character flaw of mine, but um, yeah, I think that, uh, yeah, I, sorry, I got off track. Where, where was I? Kind of just uh, talking about how you got into writing. Oh, of course. Yeah, so um, I was touring as a musician, and then um, I kind of just wanted to make sure I was – I was still at a point where I could kind of craft what I wanted to do or what I wanted my career to look like. And I saw the opportunity that was like, oh, if I really hone hone in on this for a couple years, maybe then I'll uh, I'll have a good shot at, like, getting a deal or something. And um, I was really making rap beats. And uh, traveling to like going to Atlanta some to do stuff, and uh, it was it was it was really fun. But I also just like knew I couldn't. I don't want to leave Nashville. I love it here, and um, I uh, started kind of figuring out different ways to incorporate country into what I was already doing, and um, I was able to. Uh, I had a good year last year and was able to keep the ball rolling enough to slide into different sessions and different stuff and um wrote a couple good songs and got a got a pub deal so um it was definitely it was definitely a long i guess not super long road but uh definitely had to hone in on different things but i really just wanted to make sure that i had um like financial stability like going forward or like set myself i just want to be i want to be great and i want to have like an impact on on nashville and um I don't know what that'll look like in 10 years, you know, like what I'm doing, but I want to just keep elevating. And at a certain point, I th- drumming was what I wanted to be the best at. And now I'm kind of just like excited to see what happens in this next, like this next part of life where the earn train is taken off a little bit, like able to be a part of something that we, I feel like I was a part of from kind of the start of the touring and um to see that grow is crazy uh and um yeah just to be around everybody here is super inspiring being a big loud is everyone around me is so great and i'm just grateful to be around everybody and try to just ride the coattails you know (laughs) so you talked about making beats uh your first co-production credit was on a nelly record his song five drinks ago how did that come about um that was an interesting one me and um so Rocky had been writing for that project for a while. So I kind of knew it was happening. And um, I think me and my ex had broken up and I like showed up to big loud, just like sad. And, uh, but I showed up, you know what I mean? It was like the day after. And um, I was sitting in Dozzy's room 
or I guess it was, I was sitting, in, I was just sitting in a room, and Mike G, uh, our, excuse me, our A and R here, who's awesome, like he's our guy, and he's A and R just huge songs, um, and probably has one of the best calendar. Like he just he runs everybody's calendar here at Big Loud, and um, he came in and was like, "Yo, there's a Nelly song that's gonna come out, and they need a producer for it, and it needs to be done by Friday. Do you want to take a crack at it?" And I was like, what's, what's Dazzy doing this afternoon? And he was free, so we, we took a crack at it and showed it to Rocky. He was like, y'all got to go back to Big Loud and do this better. And so we went back and stayed till, you know, however late in the morning. And, yeah, we got it, we got it done. And it was really fun. I had a blast. Wow. So it, se- it seems like a lot of your big projects happen in the middle of the night. Cause I remember I was, when I was asking Rocky about the writing of Broadway girls, he said it happened at like two or three in the morning. Uh, yeah. So the, uh, the first session that I was at, um, I was at like Costco and cool Springs and Aaron was just like, yo, come to the studio. They were leaving losers pulled up. And then, you know, that's, that's what happened as far as the finishing of it. Uh, I was not there for Gotcha. But, so yeah, as a writer on this song, I have a question and I may just, I may be reading into it too much, but uh, so there's a, there's a lyric in the song that's Bean just had to take her phone and that just took her smile away. Yeah. And so like now people know that Bean is a friend of Morgan's. Yeah. But, so what is the, the story behind is like, are people not allowed to have phones around Morgan? Like why are like, why did she take his phone? Uh, I mean, it's, it's one of those things like, I guess, especially if like Morgan's on Broadway or something, you know, the girls are like this and that and, Bean has taken phones before, so, you know, it's just kind of <laughs> slipped in there, I guess. I got you, totally. Yeah, and Do Bean's that- the boy. I love, Bean's one of my favorite guys, and I love that. I just love that he's, he's uh, like, etched into that history of that song, so. Totally. Well, now, did you make a uh, cameo in the music video as well? Uh, I, I, I was there, and I think that the best take I was in the bathroom for. So, Oh no, it's all, it's all good. <laughs> Did you, but it, it was a fun environment and meeting Dirk was, he was super sweet. His camp was great. Um, it was just, it was fun to see that happen and like be around it. So um, yeah, the, it, cool video too. The way it turned out was crazy. So for sure. Yeah. Now you drum for Ernest, who's also a hometown Nashville boy. Did you guys ever meet before? Like he brought you on as a drummer. So, uh, <clears throat> Ern and Rocky had been writing a little bit and we connected over Instagram, but, um, I've known Delaney, his wife for ever, like same cr- swim club growing up in Forest Hills. Um, her younger brother I'm buddies with, like we've just, we've known Delaney forever and Ern is from like a mile away from where I grew up. He's just like a little bit older that I didn't necessarily know him, but I do know a lot of his, we have way more mutuals like family friends than a lot of people I feel like I know. For sure. Now you're just coming off of the Chris Lane tour yeah. with uh, opening for him, uh, for Chris Lane. Do you have a favorite memory from this past tour? Oh God. We, we had a blast. Um, Oh gosh. I mean, there, there was a, there was a bunch of good times. Um, Denver, we had a blast. It was, it was snowing there and there was, there was a, like a great little like men's boutique store we went to that they treated us super well. Like there's just little things 
Like we got our bus for the first time uh, on the Chris Lane tour. That was like monumental for us, especially like we toured doing those arenas and like his F-150 last year. So it was definitely like really fun to, uh, to get to like to that stage. But um, I probably remember better through pictures and like there we had, we had some, we had some fun on that tour for sure. Totally. Uh, but definitely it's just kind of seeing the the rise of flower shops. We kind of got to witness live on that, that tour from week one to the last week of it. And even to, to like now, and just like seeing the growth, we, 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 we were able to see like the growth and it was, it was special for sure. I'm sure. Now, yeah. do you have a favorite song that's in the set either from locals only or the flower shops? Album? Um, I think, this new record, it's interesting. Jerry Rowe is the guy that plays on all of it, and he's um, he's more of a rocker. So uh, it's definitely challenged me to get my chops up a little bit more than the locals-only record. Um, but I have a blast playing it. Uh, Did It With You is super fun to play. Um, I lo- Sucker for Small Town is, like, awesome to play. Like, I, I love playing those. Like, Some Other Bar is super fun. Flower Shops is obviously, like – getting to play that song is super special and I'm I'm excited to just see kind of what happens next and if there's going to be another song that gets a good response I think there's a lot of good songs on that record so I'm hoping uh yeah hoping we'll just uh, it's exciting you know Uh, I'm stoked for Earn he's worked his ass off for for this moment and I think that he'll keep it rolling so uh, yeah, I have no doubt either. And yeah. it's funny that you bring up Jerry Rowe. We actually had him on the podcast last week and uh, he played yeah. on my my last EP. And I think you're totally right that he brings a crazy energy to the studio. Like just oh, awesome. little fills that you're like, how did he even fit that in there? You know? And I'm a meat and potatoes guy. So I'm, I'm working overtime trying to figure out uh, what we're doing over here. And I use a really interesting, some of it, it's hard to, hard to translate live for me just based on the kit I use. I use a kid's kit. Um, it's like a 20 inch by like 16 kick and uh, like a little snare. Yeah, you use call. a pretty simplistic kit uh, yeah, on the tour, and, right? And so some of the fills are kind of hard to translate without having that that rack tom. Um, but most of the time, I I try my best to Joey Joey's uh, adamant on you know playing the parts, so try to play the parts. <laughs> Now, this is probably the most serious question of the interview right here. Uh, I see it all over people's uh, Instagrams. Do you think that people say that you – are you actually on your phone as much as people say? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's kind of turned into like a thing because I'll be like just like on my phone. I, I, I don't know. I think we're all on our phones a good bit, but I'll definitely like just get caught on my phone for sure. <laughs> I think you get a bad rap it. for it. I swear every day it's a dirty's on his phone. Dirty's stuff. always on his phone. Yeah, no. <laughs> Uh, I try to stay off of it when, when I'm writing and, uh, you know, you try to keep the, the head in the game when you can, but <laughs> you get, it's, it's easy to get, get lost in the sauce. No, for sure. Now, uh, to close the interview, I always like to ask my guests what the, a piece of advice is that you would give, um, kind of an aspiring musician or just something that you've learned on uh, your journey. My thing is like, to me, there's, there's, I look around and there's unlikely people succeeding. You know what I mean? To me. So I'm like, anybody can fucking do it. Like anybody, you just gotta, you gotta, I like, I, I'm a big fan of speaking it. I'm when I was 18, 19, I was like, I want to be a part of big loud. I don't know how I wasn't really writing that much then, but I've said, this is what I want to be a part of. And I've 
spoke it and I spoke it and I tried to make step towards it and baby step, baby step, baby step. It's all about just speaking and trying to go for it to me. So that's, that's the advice I would give, but yeah, believe you can do like, you can do it because people have done it that might or might not like may or may not belong. So, well guys, there you have it. My conversation with Grady Block. Grady, thank you again so much for coming on the show. I had a great time talking with you. Everyone go follow him on Instagram at Dirty615. And make sure to come back next week to hear my conversation with Senior Creative Director of A&R at Seagale Music, J.D. Groover. I want to give a big thank you to TBD Coffee Co. for being the official coffee of Starting Small Music. Check them out at tbdcoffeeco.com. Check out Starting Small Music on YouTube to see all the video content from my interviews. And also, follow Starting Small Music on Instagram, at Starting Small Music, and let us know who you'd like to hear on the podcast next. And remember, everyone starts small.